Happy New Year, all of you. It's a Lunar New Year. So why don't we say Happy New Year to each other? Last week, we reflected that passionate life comes from having the sense of calling. Life is calling. Knowing that your life is calling, that you get, uh, you can, you get passion for life. Your life is not alone in isolation. Your life is somehow connected to the higher purpose and nobler purpose. Your life is connected with something bigger than your life. So that gives us passion. But how do we find that sense of calling? How do we find the calling? Very difficult question. Because it is not something that you can arbitrarily choose. Because it's a calling. Just to make your life meaningful and purposeful, you cannot just arbitrarily choose certain things to do. Oh yeah, from today, from this year, I want to live a little bit more meaningful life so I can go to uh, Evangel Hall, whatever. That's not really what calling is. Calling is not something that you decide. I mean, the word itself, calling, you are called by someone. So calling comes from outside of you. You don't call yourself. It's not something that you decide. That's what Jesus said. You did not choose me, but I chose you. It's not you who chose me. It is I who chose you, Jesus said to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. So I realize that life is more than your decisions. Life is more than your decisions. Life is not all about your decisions. That's what we see in today's passage. The disciples did not make a decision or choice as they liked. Jesus called them and they simply responded. It's not that, oh, I'm looking for a great teacher and they look, uh, looked around and oh, found Jesus and, and then followed uh, Jesus. No, that's not what happened. They were just doing their own life things. And Jesus came and called them, called them and they responded. And they responded immediately. Somehow, they simply knew that it was the right thing to do. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. This word immediately is very important. It's not that uh, they went home and then uh, think, okay, you call me. Let me think about it and pray about it. I'll get back to you tomorrow. And then Tomorrow, yes, I'll follow. That's not what happened. Immediately, immediately. 
So, I mean, there's a, a gospel song that I like, uh, and then I sang so many times, I have decided to, we even sang today, I have decided to follow Jesus, but it's not really 100% correct. But I understand the sentiment, it's still a good song. I'm not saying it's a bad song, still very good song, and still I sing, and still we should sing, but the, the, the song tried to express my desire to respond to the calling. Uh, so, but, but strictly speaking, it is not I who have decided to follow Jesus. I just responded to that calling. I'm not saying to you today that careful examination of your faith is not important. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that impulsive and emotional response to Jesus is a better option than careful examination of what you're going after. So, so we always have to think about the cost of discipleship. That's very important, thinking about cost of discipleship. But I'm saying following Jesus is more than calculated decisions. That's what I'm saying. Following Jesus is more than calculated decisions. We don't know everything about what is involved in following Jesus. No one knows what is involved in following Jesus. So this, this, even disciples did not know when they said yes, so immediately they followed Jesus, but they didn't know what was involved in following Jesus. Sometimes life is like that. Some life is more than your decision. Sometimes you just follow. That's how we should approach God. How do you approach God? How do you know God? You Google search all about God, so you uh, hit God. And then you get so many articles and you read them all and then, oh, this is what God is. Then I decide to follow God. No, that's not how you encounter God. You approach God and God calls you. God initiates that. God calls you. And that Experience is something like being thrown into the unknown. You, God calls you and you follow and then you feel like you are throwing yourself into the unknown. And then journey begins. And then you get to know God deeper and deeper and more intimately. That's how you get to know God. God told Abraham to go to a place, to leave your home and go to a place. Abraham just packed up and left home. God did not tell him where to go. God did not even tell him why he had to leave his hometown, but he just told him to go. And he just packed up and went. And so they, they first thought that it was Haran. So they went to Haran. 
And if that, that's a, a place that they thought they were, God told them to go, but they lived there in Haran for a while, and they realized that this is not a place that God called us to uh, be. So they left Haran again and went to the promised land. When Abraham said, yes, I'll go. When he packed his uh, whole, uh, everything and went, uh, left, he didn't know exactly what was involved in that journey. But much, much later when he looked back, he realized how much he was blessed. God provided everything he needed, more than what he needed. He experienced the abundance of life. He experienced something that he never, he could never make on his own. He experienced the mystery and the, uh, the, the blessings of life. He discovered that life is a blessing. Life is not just what I make. Life is blessing. He discovered, he realized that life was blessing. Abraham's life is a good example of a life of calling. Life of calling. The disciples did not know what they were getting into. They just simply threw themselves into the unknown without knowing what was waiting for them. But my friends, as a matter of fact, don't we do that every day? We don't know what holds tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. The people who were killed in the United States, they didn't know what was happening. What would happen to them? We don't know what's going on. What will happen tomorrow? That's why I like the old gospel song as much as I have decided to follow Jesus. That is, I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from his sunshine for his skies may turn to gray. I don't know all of the future for I know what Jesus said and today I'll walk beside him. For he knows what he said. Many things about tomorrow. I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds the future tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. I don't know what holds my tomorrow. But I know who holds the tomorrow. That's what disciples felt at that moment. They didn't know what held tomorrow, but they knew who held their tomorrow. They knew that they were in good hands. They knew that they were in good hands. That's why they could give up everything and follow immediately. They didn't always do well in following Jesus. They all deserted Jesus at the end. One denied him, the other betrayed him, and all the, all of the ten ran away from him. Ha! Running away? This running away is a part of spiritual journey. 
running away is a part of spiritual journey. We always run away. As disciples ran away from Jesus, many times we run away from Jesus, run away from God. When we face so many troubles and hardships and difficulties, and yet we don't see any help from God, we run away from God. When we have so many things that we want to do, and then uh, we like to have, and we run away from God. And there are times when we don't feel like what God is asking us to do, we run away from God. Even the prophet did it, Jonah. He didn't like what God told him to do. So he ran away. And yet, Jonah came back to God and finished the mission. And the disciples, even though they ran away from Jesus, they came back and carried on what Jesus started, that's what calling is. That's what calling is. Our calling will be fulfilled not by your strength, but by the force of the calling itself. Your calling will be fulfilled not by your strength, but by the force and power of the calling itself, you all have that calling in life. And that will be fulfilled. That calling will carry you even when you are not able to carry your life on your own. There is a good force of calling that carries your life. When you look very carefully, that calling is guiding you mysteriously. That was Matthew's theology. That was how Matthew saw his life and what Jesus did. This is what he said. He believed that what Jesus did was all in a grand scheme of God. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the lake in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. So what Jesus, what Jesus did did not happen in isolation, connected with what Isaiah said. Life is all connected. What was happening to you is not happening, happening in isolation. It is all connected with that calling. When you live with a sense of calling, you'll realize that everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. Life does not 100% depend on you and your performance. St. Paul lived with a sense of calling. This is what St. Paul said. We know that all things work together for good 
for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose, everything will work out for good. With this faith, you can enter into the unknown. You can take tomorrow with confidence. Nobody knows what holds tomorrow, but you know who holds tomorrow. But today, we can face tomorrow with confidence because God will work out everything for good. So calling is not about what to do. Calling is the quality of your life. Calling is the way you see your life. The calling is how you respond to life. With confidence, you throw yourself into the unknown. Right after the service, I have to go to the hospital. Probably last days. Chan Jang-myo-nim is quite sick. That's why Chris and the family is not here. Isn't it how we respond to our own death? Throw yourself into the unknown, but with faith. God holds our tomorrow. After Peter denied Jesus three times, Jesus approached him. Peter was sad. So uh, Jesus came to him and asked him, Peter, do you love me? Three times he asked. Not because Peter denied three times. Because Jesus was about to speak to him about his own future, Peter's future. Very difficult thing to say. After confirmation that Peter loved him, Jesus finally said this. Very truly I tell you, Peter, when you're younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. In other words, you lived as you liked, freely, with your decisions, amen, with your power. But when you grow old, you will stretch out, stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. You realize that your life is not just about your decision, about doing whatever you like. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow. Jesus called him again. When he was fishing, Jesus called him, follow me. This time, after total failure of Peter, Jesus appeared to him again. Follow me. Called him. Peter was able to fulfill his calling, not by own, his own strength, but by the strength force and power of the calling itself. 
he was able to carry on. When you have the sense of calling in life, you have no choice but to become bold. When you have feel the strong sense of calling in life, you have no choice but to be bold. The unknown does not intimidate you anymore. You can live your life with dare. Because you know that your life is in God's good hands. And that good hands will carry you. And we'll sing that song together. Precious Lord, take my hand and take my hand.